Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. You know, sometimes I will read a story of the scriptures and it comes alive in a completely new way. So a few weeks ago, I was at church and we were going to cover the story in John chapter four, the woman at the well. This is such a familiar passage. Oh my goodness. I have read this one and read this one and read this one. It's beautiful. I love it. Moving on with my life. And in this case, because the passage was like 48 verses long or something, the pastor said, you know, rather than read it, I am going to show this clip where it's just the words of the scripture, but it's being reenacted. And I don't know which movie it was. I have no idea. These are probably things that pastors can access. So anyway, I'm watching this story unfold. And again, it's such a familiar story. Jesus is sitting by the well. The disciples have gone off to find food. Here comes this woman. It's midday. She's going to draw some water from the well. Well, the part that I had somehow glossed over is the part where it says, something like Jews and Samaritans don't even share the same vessels when they eat. And I don't know if this is just because I have traveled a lot more this last uh, this last year or two, but that really struck me. Like, it's not just that Jesus was asking a favor from someone, which already he normally wouldn't have spoken to. That's the part that we really get, right? Like, Jews and Samaritans were enemies. They didn't speak. And yet what we find is that it's way deeper than that. Like Jesus is asking for a drink of water from someone whose water bottle he wouldn't touch. And then you think about this where it was so stunning. Like, oh, oh, not only would he not normally have spoken to her, which you kind of think like, but Jesus is so nice. He doesn't, he doesn't succumb to that kind of petty irritation. He's going to be much more open-minded than the normal people. No, but this is like part of the, the law, the kosher law, like, oh no, we will not participate in anything that they are doing. And then I was thinking about this passage because it says that Jesus had to go through Samaria. And the reality is, as the pastor pointed out, no, he didn't have to go through Samaria. <laughs> there was a perfectly fine route that would have taken about three extra days to go around Samaria, which is what normal people would have done. So the fact that Jesus was walking through Samaria at all is quite surprising. And you can imagine the disciples, they're like, okay, how are we going to go and find food when we can't really touch anything? And this is where I was even picturing it, like, because it doesn't say that Jesus just like said hello, that he taught them all, and then he moved on. No, he stayed there for a couple of days. And if you think about this, then what that means is that the disciples had to find lodging in and among a people that they would not normally have even spoken to. And they had to eat and drink from food that they would not normally be allowed to even touch. Not, and not only the food. I mean, it's not just like, oh, we had to eat pork. Oh, boo-hoo. But it's like, we had to eat pork off of plates that we would not normally contaminate ourselves by touching. We had to use the glasses from people that we would not normally have even spoken to, let alone touched what they offered us. It, it's like, oh, oh, this is a really intense scene of Jesus coming and breaking through the different divides. And it's almost like, and not only is he breaking through, he is dragging the disciples along with him. Like, oh no, we're just going to stay here for a couple of days. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Oh, this is a really, 
is an intense story when you start to picture just the amount of unexpectedness in the different interactions beyond what we already think of. Like, oh, you wouldn't normally talk to me. You're male. I'm female. I'm outcast. You're a rabbi. You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan and so on. And I really appreciated the point that when it said that Jesus had to go through Samaria, that it's not because there just was no alternative route. Like, oh, sorry, the other freeway just burned down. I guess we have to go through this unsavory route now. No, the issue was that the Lord was, that the Father was compelling him. Like, this is your route. You're going to go through it even if it's uncomfortable. Oh, Lord Jesus, you broke free in so many ways. The things that were bound or restricted, that you didn't operate according to a religious spirit. And I think about this even, uh, I think John Arnott was the one who said it was kind of like Jesus was talking to a Jehovah's Witness. And you're like, not that I would be opposed to talking to a Jehovah's Witness, but the idea of saying, Oh no, we're going to interact and I'm even going to stay here in your house and in your community with all of your crazy uh, and incorrect theology and I'm going to teach you about the ways of the Father. Oh, Lord, thank you that you went after all of the people, (laughs) that you cared about them that much. Wow, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you came after us too. (laughs) We give you praise. Amen.